Hi folks and welcome back to another episode of Reload Podcast. I'm your host Connor McCann and joining me as always are Lee Maxwell and Nigel Lamont. So the last episode was episode 58. I wasn't on it because I abandoned you guys last minute. Sounded like you had a terrible time, Connor. It was an awful time. about that later on. It was awful, you know. I was just, someone has to do it. Um, there's a lot of alcohol to be drank out there, you know, can't drink itself. Um <laughs> Yes, you guys were chatting about the latest Batman film, the cars involved in it, and Mm -hmm. it was actually quite interesting because when I was listening back to it afterwards, I seen that film and didn't watch it from a car point of view, which is a bit weird for a car guy because it was full of really nice cars, but I never seen it as anything other than this is a Batman film. And then when you were chatting about it, I was like, there was actually a lot of really nice cars in that. And it was sort of, it was playing back in my head and I'm like, I want to see it again and actually look at the cars. But no, I really enjoyed it. This episode, we are just basically going to talk about a shit. We don't really have a plan. We have a whole lot to catch up on with life has been kind to us and keeping us busy, I would say. Yeah. So just on that point, we'll kick into it and say, what's new, guys? Yeah. Well, all that's new to me is I haven't been working in cars. I've been working on a car show called Dubshed. Oh, no. Yeah. Really? So it's just a wee car show? The volume gauge is all the way to 11 this week. The pressure's on. Yeah. Um, hasn't been in haven't had dub sheds in 2019 and sort of forgot how to do car shows <laughs> <laughs> yeah especially so that magnitude is definitely we're trying different. to find our feet again things have been quite busy yeah because you guys kind of were in a rhythm of that for what 10 years of and it's slowly built you know it became this kind of monster but at the same time it wasn't an overnight success you know it, it yeah. gradually grew and grew which is what you want and then Suddenly you step back for a few years and you have to go back into it and you go, hmm, it was a big task. The break was nice, Connor. That's all I say. Yeah. Well, I, I'd be honest, <laughs> the first year it didn't run with COVID. We were disappointed. But at the same time, we yeah. woke up on the Saturday morning and I looked at my phone and it was like, we should be parking cars now. This is bliss. He's lying in bed. It made us look at uh, our summer show and Titanic dubs with eyes of this is so easy oh yeah yeah you turn up on the day generally i know you guys do the foot work in the background but i mean it's nothing compared to this behemoth which yeah it's only when you're really involved in it and like what lee and i see is a close glimpse and the other guys too compared to what you guys do is do you ever hear people t- talking about childbirth oh yeah you know how easy the it is the time is immense <laughs> but there's something in your head that sort of makes it you, you go, go back i'll away. do that again oh, it wasn't too bad We'll see the old adage of why kicking the balls is worse because you don't want it a second time. <laughs> I remember two years ago when uh, it was the first year of COVID and Connor came in to me one night in the living room. He's like, why would I have had this these days booked off work? It's like a Thursday and a Friday or something. Why would I have booked that off? And I was like, dub shit. <laughs> I, I had a book way in advance, but at the same time I was like, why, why have I got these random days yeah. off? So you've been busy in the background with it then? Yeah, just trying to get things dialed in. A yeah. few obstacles and different wee things at the minute, but we'll, the get time, there. we'll get there. The time this goes out, it'll be, what, three, four days before the show's kicking off? Yeah. So we'll be, we'll be on site by then. I've seen a lot of people on Instagram too with the old uh, dub shed prep too. Yeah, great to see. There's a lot going on. So now it's good. Um, have you talked about as well about your own Andy Cooper's podcast talking about it? Did you talk about it in the last yeah. episode? Aye. Well, there's a free plug for them. Um <laughs> So that's your whole time has been taken up with shoe prep then? Yeah, just to recap on Dubshed, 2nd or 3rd of April, it's at the Icon in Lisburn. You grab your tickets at dubshed.com forward slash tickets or you can pay at the gate, uh, cash or a card. 
Um, those who haven't been selected for an indoor or haven't applied for an indoor spot or haven't got them, as long as you've got a VAG or German car, you can turn up both days without having to apply. There is car wash facilities at the gate, but not like previous years. There's no power washers this year. It's just hoses. Mm-hmm. Attractions on the day, Monster, the stages will be there. Uh, timed event, uh, specially built circuit. There'll be a model aircraft display in the uh, grass arena. There'll be the indoor remote control uh, car indoor track. Um, That's the drift guys, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we'll have two stages, one the Icon and one in the Logan Hall. So looking forward to it, but looking forward to get it done too. Oh yeah, if it's you like see me, ignore my mood. It's just one of those things. And um, just lastly, pray for us. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's listening to this and does see Nigel in a grumpy mood over the weekend, don't worry, he's grumpy with us too. It's all right. <laughs> we just avoid him. What about you, Lee? What's new with you then? A few things this week. So I, well, I say I. Connor replaced the thrust bearing on the Jetta. Yay. Oh, yes. Yep. Bit of car work. It was good. So. Threw some gearbox oil in when we're at it too. Just keep things right. Yeah. So I don't think it was massively difficult, really, was it? I came up and gave you a wee bit of a hand. You were trying to get the clutch cable off, cable off which was being a bit of a bitch. And but didn't want to lose a finger. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's driving, driving good again. And then we were out this morning at a classic car show over in Dromore. So I hadn't driven the car in months, I'm sure. Yeah. Um. So it was great to get back out on it, and we took it over for petrol because. Petrol gauge is unreliable at the best of times, and it was right at the bottom. We couldn't remember how much was in it. It's just stuck, and sometimes it really is empty, and you don't drive it all the time. You forget when was the last time I filled this up and stuff. So sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Correct. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Although the price of petrol at the minute is horridonculous. Fifty nine pounds I put in the Jetta today to fill the Jetta. That's the Jesus. most I have ever put in it. It was crazy and it likes to drink it it does she's not the most frugal i tell you what there was nice seeing the cold morning there and the bark of the carbs and the window was down it's oh just, fantastic it's so it's just so nice just talking about the price of petrol it was great to see the 5p reduction in fuel duty both down south and the uk really had an effect yes because most four courts put their prices up the day before it take effect yeah the one beside our work was up 15p despite going down 15p yes, i was like mm, yes. that worked well it seemed to be on its way down there last week, but I see this week they're just up again. They're like, no, 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 up, keep her up. Heating oil well, and stuff is starting to come down. Yeah. But petrol and diesel aren't. Well, you all laugh at me for driving a big petrol guzzling car. Petrol's cheaper. Mm. It might be like 10p cheaper, but it's still is. cheaper. <laughs> Who's laughing now? Yeah. With my 22 miles to the gallon. <laughs> I think mine does about 29. Yours is actually pretty good, mm. yeah. Um. So, yeah, but I had forgotten... How fast it is. I compared like, it's to not the fastest car in the world, like, don't get me wrong. But I had forgotten because I hadn't driven it for a while and it was so much fun. It was just like laughing. Yeah, there was speeds and the speed starting with a 10 earlier. No, on, on Mr. Backwards. Mr. Officer, there definitely wasn't. Excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good. It's uh, it makes you very aware of your mortality as well. When you're driving yeah, something you're, like that. Your crash zone the Mark 1 is basically your face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good though. You wouldn't yeah. want to suffer, you just want to die outright. Yeah. Well, one Volkswagen minute. thought of that when they designed that, you know, there'll be no pain, it's just instant death. That's it, yeah. So basically, like, one minute you're driving along, next minute you're standing at a two-pack concert with Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, guys, yep. Um, See when you get there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so anybody unfamiliar with those sort of Mark II Golf GTI boxes, if you've ever done a thrust burn, usually it's gearbox out job and it's between, it's at basically the bell housing, so you have to pull the gearbox out. Have you ever done one, Nigel? You no. pull the, so it's actually on the end plate of the gearbox. Mm-hmm. It's like a reusable seal. It's actually very much like a paint lid, on a, or sorry, like a tin of household paint. Right. You just basically chisel it off, and when you do come off, it sort of bends out of shape. Drop the clutch arm down. And just left the burn out. And when I got the burn, I was looking at it. And usually they run quite free. But this one wasn't. It was solid. And I was like, oh, it must be a dodgy burn. So got it off AutoDoc. Thought, I'm not waiting two weeks or whatever it is. I'll run in, into Euro, I think it was, and got it there. Got the one out of Euro, and it was the same. So I sort of thought to myself, well, they must free up when they're in kind of thing. So it did, and it worked fine kind of thing. But getting the clutch cable off was a nightmare. I was having to, like, at a crowbar... Lifting the clutch arm, prising it off the starter motor, and holding it with my el- no my armpit, uh, and I didn't want Lee to do it. Lee was like, "I'll do it for you." I was like, "No," because if I lose the tips of my fingers, I want it to be my fault and not your fault, and I don't oh. want to blame you forever. Your night and shine armor. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was fun, but no, it wasn't too bad. Drop gearbox brackets down, whip the end plate off, swap it over. It could be a lot worse. Um, through the gearbox oil. Why does gearbox oil smell like the inside of a dead cat? Still haven't worked that out. It is. And it's, you know what? Fresh stuff, old stuff, it's all the same. It smells like shit. Yeah. And you don't want it near your clothes. It's so bad. Um, Yeah, so you out testing the gearbox oil this morning then? Yes. We so, seem to have put enough in. It was good. Yes. Um, There is a new noise that has appeared. There's loads of noises in that car. But yeah, that's, that's the problem. The car is so rattly in general. Partly because it's an old, small car, partly because of the engine, partly because the stuff just not tightened down, partly because of the poly bushings. You know, it's just... And it's one of those things you're going, is that a new rattle? Is Ah. that new... No, that was doing it before. No, that's the dash. No, that's that thing over there. What's that underlying noise I can hear? Not sure. Yeah. Is it the blinds in the back window? Is it... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Much as I love that blind... Rattles it's bit, annoying it? fuck. I gave up because I started chasing rattles in that car and trying to eliminate them and then Lee bought the blinds and I went well what am I even doing here yeah. like yeah <laughs> so that was fun but uh, other than that it's driving grand the wee show we were out at this morning was really good fun yeah do you know Helen uh, yep. yeah so they had organised a bit of a show I think there were a bit people had said oh you're mad organising a show in March in a field it was brilliant. Like, it was really solid. That seems solid. a picture. It looked really good. Mm-hmm. Really good turnout. <coughs> yeah. So, fair play to Helen and John. Um, Jerry came down with us. Jerry was with us. We met Peyton. Yeah. We met Fogel. Yeah. Um, bumped into a few other people. There was a really nice older couple with a Triumph TR6. Yeah. Oh, so nice. And a wee dog. And this thing was... It, it caught my eye as soon as we got in. And... Uh, I was like, look at the colour of that. It's beautiful. And the, just the lines of the car and stuff. And then Peyton, because his dad has TR5s, I think. Ah, uh, yeah. He was telling us about it because he knows quite a lot about them. And uh, it was class. And then we got over, got chatting to the guy, and he lifted up the bonnet. And it's like the E-type bonnet where the whole front of the thing comes up like forwards kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, he was showing us around it and stuff. It was class. He just finished a four-year restoration on it himself. And, like, 
he was smart. He didn't take it back to, you know, like the, the old like Lucas-style wiring where everything's a bit dodgy and about to go on fire. He modernized bits and pieces of it. He had modern wishbones and stuff in it. Resto classic. Yeah, nearly. like a resto mod nearly yeah. kind of thing. Um, but a really nice, tidy job, even down right down to like the brake lines, which, you know, I'm a bit freaky about. Everything was really nice. Cool. Um, but yeah, it was a credit to the guys in that wee club. Um, mm-hmm. Helen had done the like uh, packs for when you came in the gate. The first 200 people got these little packs and she had done homemade fudge, delish, um, a wee packet of flowers and um, a hand crocheted little key ring of a, like the front of a camper van. Wow. It was so cute. I'll show you it. It's in the car. That's right. I uh, know that really nice and good raffle prizes and stuff. So, yeah. And as you can see by my beautiful red face, the weather was great. It was, I was very say, sunny. You way somewhere there. I I stuck my head in the chip pan. <laughs> head on me like a roast tomato. Um, at factor fifty on me today too. It was sensible. It yes. worked, worked really well. It worked. I think it was factor five. <laughs> I had to twist his arm into putting it on. You did, because I'm a child. Yes. And he looks looks like you've twisted all his arms. The color of. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. It was. It was definitely a good day out. Um, what was your favorite car? Uh probably the wee Nova. There was a Mark One Nova, three door Nova. Mine was John Payton's Escort. Oh, it's so good. You weren't even there, and I you know. just know. Do you know what? That's and I've been at John for ages to come onto the podcast with us, and he is very ignorant and has decided to have a child and be busy with life. And oh, I'm like, John, come on, sick. put this all aside. Um. So yeah, we keep. We need to get him on, get sort of with that, but. Absolutely. I think he's possibly time of my day coming down to the dub shed as well. So it's uh it should be interesting. He's put so much work into that car and he's the more modern Z Tech engine and it's a uh Mark G Escort with Hyundai a Hyundai engine, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But he has like backdated it. So he made like old style time and belt covers and old style rocker cover and tried to make it look like an old engine. And he was obviously I know nothing about them, so he was talking me around it and what he had done and telling me this and some guy came over and he goes Oh, that's a BDA engine, isn't it? And he and I just looked and laughed, and John just started to smile. And it was like, well, obviously, what he has done is work because people start to think this is actually a BDA. Yeah. So no, it's the attention to detail in that car is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I think as you said at one point, it was a lot of work to make it look like he didn't do a lot he of work. Didn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's the sort of car I like. Yeah. No, it's a credit to him that car. Um, what else was there? The wee Mark One Nova. There's a Mark Nova. One Nova, like a creamy color with um, gray bumpers, like an SR kit on it. Right. It really, really nice. Um, I don't think it was an OEM color, or else the kit didn't belong on it. But it just was. I said the least. Like I'm not really into buying other people's cars, but I would buy that. Just I'd probably still modify it, like, but I'd buy that. There was a Lotus, and I don't really know very much about Lotuses, Lodi. But uh, some sort of mid-engine thing with a gearbox a, in the back called a Europa Special, black thing. Really looked a bit like a coffin. It like actually a really did. Really yeah. weird shape on the back. But I went over and read, and they had a like a certificate in the front window from Lotus, like a provenance certificate to say that it was this special car and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's funny those classic shows we talked about, Colbroni last time, Nigel, and those are the shows where you don't know what's around the country, and these things only come out very occasionally and you might see it at that show you might not see it again you might see it again in a couple of years time because mm-hmm. they only bring it out from time to time mm-hmm. but i love that no i like that too and i think you can get very lost in especially i can with the volkswagen shows and only going to volkswagen shows and then when you google other stuff like that you're like that's cool to get a look and see the classic shows i think have a whole there's just a totally different vibe it's a totally mm-hmm. different crowd you know 
Although we go to a lot of them, but we are not necessarily the normal crowd, if you like. Detailing wouldn't be a big thing at it. Have to say. Not huge. You know, <laughs> get, pull an old leaf off a tree and wipe the dirt off the car seems to be as close as they get. Because that's what we were cleaning Lee's car. I was like, remember, you don't need to be too fussy here because nobody really seems to care. It's fine. I've been going to shows now probably 25 years and like Auto Glim, Super Resin was the oh, yeah. the thing. Oh, you're here, fancy. That's still top stuff, <laughs> I have to you, say. You're fancy. Oh, yeah. Um, like Navi wax th- were there, of There was course. no such thing as detailing back then. You just, oh, good layer of wax. That's it, yep. And silicone spray everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you have to get the silicone spray on her and be a painter's best friend. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was good. Um, my first bit in what I've been up to then, do I have a lot of cars? Do you? A lot of them don't work. Yeah, I have another one. Oh, yes. yes. Yes, that's right. So, um... I've always toyed with the idea, I'm a big VR6 guy, and I've always toyed with the idea of a 20-valve turbo and trying it. Lee bought the one from you a good few years ago. Must be four or five years ago. And was it really? I don't More, because we were in Bambridge at the That's time. That's right, actually, yeah. yeah. So it opened my eyes to them. I was like, these are a nice car, and they're pretty cool. Like, granted, that was a standard one, but I was like, yeah, there's a lot of potential in these. So I was keeping an eye out for one, and one popped up in the form of Chris McKim's yeah, car. Yeah, one, yeah. So I got that, the entire car, and a second engine for an absolute steal. So I was kind of like, I don't really know what I'm going to do with it, but it's cheap. Cut not bad. Yeah, it, and it was two miles from my house. How could you not? You'd practically be losing money if you didn't. Exactly. I'm just saying. That's it. So I think the plan will eventually be throw it into the cabrio, because it's the only thing that I don't really care about having a nice engine bay in, and I can do something, just get it in, get it running, and have a bit of fun. Um, what else have I been up to? Back at, I think the last time I was on, I talked about Lucy's cat age in the brake lines. So I finally got dead yesterday, almost had it buttoned up. I think I have, what did I count? 16, 14, 14, 14 hours in her brake lines alone. And I think I have another two hours to finish them off, not to do it. <laughs> I've never seen a car with as many brake lines. It, it's because there's so much hard lines that runs along the axles and all this here. Yeah. Like it just, like we done Lee's car with two line, two rolls. Two 25-foot rolls and had some left over and I already messed up one of Lee's lines. And Lucy's caddy, I have used two full rolls and need a third. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so I, I like doing that, as you can tell, because I'm a bit weird. Um, no, it's been good. I've actually, when we were doing the lines and Steph and he was working at the engine and stuff for it, it was like, I'm actually really enjoying this, you know, because it's not stuff that you're tied to doing as a chore or mm-hmm. like repair your daily driver or whatever. It's just you're doing it for fun. And then the other thing, I suppose, is our guard build, which we've been talking about for two years, which hasn't been going anywhere. Yes. Um, there's probably listeners, we probably have new listeners that don't even know that we're attempting to build a car. <laughs> <laughs> so it's finally framed out and allegedly it's been poured tomorrow or Tuesday. So hopefully. Fingers crossed. I'm just waiting for the BBC to ring you up, you know, do like a garage SOS series or something. You yeah. know? What do you call your guy? The boy, he's, he's a stubbly guy and... Oh. What does he do? Car SOS? He works for the BBC. Not cars. No, no. No, it's DIY houses. SOS. Oh, yeah. He always makes me cry. Well, that's right. Lee does cry. He sings as well, I think, as well. A real gravelly voice. Is there the boy with the NI guy on us? Is, is there a boy from here on that program? Yeah, he's like an electrician or something. That's right, I. Yeah. Um, yeah, please come. Please build us a guard because <laughs> we've been trying for two years. So it's actually finally getting somewhere. Um, and then I suppose lastly is, I could talk about Ultimate Dubs, which was the reason I wasn't on the last one. Yes. So, Tell us about Ultimate Dubs. Uh, Nick Knowles. Nick, Nick Knowles. Knowles, that's it. <laughs> um, Google is king. 
I so I did actually plan to be on the last episode and our friend Corey Sterling from the States who runs the Vagfair shows was coming over with Rotiform and uh, Carl Taylor and those guys for the show. He messaged me and was like, come and hang out. My immediate thought was, of course, until I priced everything and was like, oh my God, look at the prices of everything. I was telling you about them. I was like, I'm not doing this. And then Lee, I don't know if Lee's having an affair or what. She was trying to get me out of the house. She's like, you need to go. We need to go. I was like, all right. Get out of here. That's uh, <laughs> So she actually found me a whole lot of cheaper stuff and we made it happen kind of thing. Um, my accommodation, did I tell you where I stayed? No, you didn't see. So I stayed about a 15 minute walk away from the, ho- the hotel slash showgrounds, which was actually a room in someone's house on Airbnb. On your own? For £27, yes, on my own. In so, like in a housing estate. So I rock up to this random housing estate, random house, knock the door and be like, hello, I'm staying in your room. It was weird. Um, did they give you a key or did they yeah. let you in? So they have like a lockbox and they just text you the code and you rock up and put the code in, the key. And where, where's the room beside their bedrooms upstairs? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Now, to be fair, I was hammered. So that, I don't know if he was pointing her or she was pointing him, but I was out for the count. I wouldn't have known. Um... <laughs> Because I actually texted them before, when it was all arranged, I had messaged them on Airbnb and said, look, do you mind if I come in quite drunk at about four in the morning? They're like, no, no, you work away, do whatever you want. Yeah. I was like, well, we'll test that theory. <laughs> and test that I did. That was the crack, £27. I thought, well, can't be that That's bad. Chips, like- so they showed me around the room, which I dubbed the Pink Palace, because the walls were pink, the carpet was pink, the bed was pink. Barbie phones. And the bed sheets and the duvet covers were pink fleece. So I woke up hungover on the... Why did you not get them to take a picture of you in that that room? I took photos of the room. Um, I'd love to see a picture of you in the bed. Your wee pink bed. Oh, well, (laughs) to be honest with you, it did strike me as the kind of couple would take photos of you. All right, okay. That was a bit creepy. But uh, That's why they they offer the room so cheaply, so they can entice you in. Well, when they offered to show me around the room, which is a... All right, show you around the room. A three metre by two metre room. There's not a whole lot of show on Leo, but there's more show than they wanted to do. But, yeah, so got that, um, went over, met the guys, really good bunch of guys. And when you're going into, like, a group of people that you don't really know, and you're like, well, awkward. Yeah, and, nah, very accepting. Um, it was a Rotoform guys, players, wheel pros, and literally just, I don't know, the scene that I was fat, and they're like, well, appease this guy, and they just threw pizza at me all weekend. Oh, I don't think I've had as much pizza in my life. <laughs> um, actually fell in as well with Adam and James from ILB Drivers Club. Yeah. So, with all went out on the sauce on the uh, the Saturday night. Which or was, just head in Telford. We actually didn't. Well, we went to... So do you know when you walk up from the show up into the Trafford... Yeah. No, not the Trafford Centre, the Telford Centre. There's a Weatherspoons in the nightclub. Yes, and all that all built up area. There's a pizza restaurant type thing on the right-hand side. We went up in there, but we were well lubricated when we went there. Oh, yes. And we continued to lubricate there, and then we went back down to the Holiday Inn and drank to two in the morning. Excellent. So I woke up feeling like I was in hell. Uh, in the Pink Palace. You realised you were in hell? I was in hell. And I walked home. I walked home. My phone was about to die. So I was like, right, I'll just walk home. I'll not even look at Google Maps. The 15-minute walk, turns out that is if you walk through the housing estate. Now, I walked the main road for half an hour in a T-shirt in the rain at 2 in the morning. I was drenched. Well done, Connor. Yes. And then you're walking and you're like, this is 15 minutes. This is half an hour kind of thing. And then I walked the hangover off on the way back home. But 
uh, less about my shenanigans. The show itself was actually very good. Um, I was last at it in 2018 with yourself. Yeah. I'd driven over. You guys flew over, I think it is. I think so, yeah. Um, wasn't that impressed. I think we talked before. I got very, very trade stand orientated, you know. and Yeah, less cars, more trade stands. That was it, yeah. And I was like, I'll probably not come back to this. And to be honest with you, the only reason I went back to it was because of Corey and those guys. And I was like, well, I'll go and take the opportunity and yeah. see them. But... No, a lot more private entry cars. Standard was fantastic. Um, absolutely gorgeous. Like a baby blue Mark 1. You might have seen me posting mm-hmm. pictures of the small bumpers. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is the shit. Like, um, actually met quite a few listeners. We had Grant Gilliland was there. Mm-hmm. And the Mark 6, who I believe is coming over to Dub Shed, he said. Yeah, that's right. He's done a few new tweaks. Optimus has been in the interior there. Who else was there? Uh, Barry Gentry. He is the like a four door BG Gold Mark II with an R32 engine. I actually bought a 24 valve off him a few years back. It's a really nice car. And Neil Chapman. Neil was there in the Good. club sport. So no, I was. I think he brought the club sport down the transporter. He trailer, did. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. And I know Neil listens to this, and he got a lot of shit for trailer that thing down on Facebook, <laughs> which is quite funny. Which, to be fair to him, he normally doesn't. He normally drives the absolute balls off his cars uh, aye, including the Mark 4 which is an out and out show car as yeah. well yeah. and the one time he trailers it down he just gets dogs abuse <laughs> <laughs> so no it was it was good and of course Neil being Neil was like do you want a drink and I was like well I have to drive so of course you get thrust a, an iron brew in the Scottish way Excellent. as opposed to the beer the, the weird thing about Ultimate Dubs and I hope you haven't got this plan for Dubshed they had a beatboxing competition which sounded like a man was having a seizure on the stage right Weird, <laughs> absolutely weird. I was thinking, I was talking to James at the Isle of Bass Stand or ILB Drivers Club, and uh, I was like, What the fuck is going on up there? And I sort of like leaned out and I was like, Oh, that man's having a fit. Someone call him an ambulance, <laughs> it's pretty bad up there. Um, no, really, really good show. Standard of cars was fantastic. Um, Corey being Corey Lee, you've met Corey, yes, he doesn't pull his punches he'll say what he's thinking and he's walking around critiquing cars while the owners are cleaning them holy shit and I'm like and he Corey's loud and you know and he's like oh that's a really nice polo and the guy's like buffing the wing the guy's machine polishing the wing and I'm like oh yeah here we go this is this is positive and he goes but look the bumper's hanging off and blah blah and I'm like oh my god just fucking swallow me up ground get me out of here <laughs> it was a Civic was in uh he walks up and he's like, what the fuck is this piece of shit doing here? And I'm like, the guy's standing there, Corey. <laughs> You're like Rolf Wingham meme where he like dives through the window. That was me asking out. <laughs> At the same time, you see Corey, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I would just turn around and be like, oh, I'll shut up. Maybe my car is shit, you know. But no, Sorry for bringing my shit car to the show. I'll just fucking set fired it. Oh, speaking of which, there was a car went and fired. Did you see that? No. It was a new way they have the outdoor shore at the back at Ultimate Dubs. There was a, I don't know if it was a Mark Three or a Mark Two Polo. Um, something happened with the carb and up she went and it got badly burnt. Like I would say the car's fucked. Oh shit. Yeah. And it caused a, ma- it was actually when the cars were coming in on the Sunday morning for the show. And do you know why there's a big tailback down under the yeah. roundabout? That tailback was for over an hour because they had to get the fire brigade there and put it out and drag the car away and Holy all that shit. Yeah. I actually forgot to say that to you, yeah. That's mental. So, yeah, RIP that one. Yeah, that's shit. Um, Auto Finesse were there. Obviously a dubshed trader as well. Did you see the 356 Porsche on their stand, the green one? Yeah, beautiful. Oh, my God. That thing is mm-hmm. top-notch. Primo. Um, really nice guy owns that. 
he was showing us around it kind of thing and the details in that car is like you know when you're walking around a car and you go like that is a that's a show car that's a proper and i was like yeah that, that's fucking cool and that's not my kind of car usually mm-hmm. not a big porsche guy but very very nice but i think that's that's as up to date as I am with my life. Plenty new with you, anyway. Yeah, well, that's a, I was like, we don't need a topic because I'm going to talk, talk, talk. Now you've had a week off and you're have ready you to my chat system? again. Yeah. Get um, a lot of chat out of the system. Yet. I'm pretty sure that's it, yeah. You might hope it's it because your ears are probably sore. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Actually, one last thing on the thing. I'm definitely getting old. See the cars, like the really subtle cars with like iron wheels and really wee period crack features. They were the ones that were drawing my eye at ultimate dubs rather than the the massively showy stuff as well yeah. there was a few wee mark twos i was walking around going that's just really nice you know ultimate dubs i always i don't know what it is but there always seems to be some fantastic mark ones mark two golf salad yeah it seems to be in the center hole the, uh, the yeah, stage yeah yeah they put primo mark one mark two user a lot of them were out do you know the hall where you walk out like the link corridor i would call it runs up along the three halls yeah. with a glass outer um, there was a lot of really nice stuff in there, yeah. but no, it was it was well worth going to. I really enjoyed it. Um, is that wouldn't us? Wouldn't take the gift of it. Wouldn't take. Well, you wouldn't. You're right. <laughs> I'll go on my own. Um, is that us then, folks? I think yeah. so. You want to move on to the news? Absolutely. News, news. So, what's happening? Then? I'll kick off with some depressing news. You know, oh, as always. <laughs> so, Ukraine war, defecting everybody's affecting chain uh, supply chains. So. After reeling from the double whammy of COVID and the computer chip shortage, is now facing more disruption, disruption, disruption from Russia's war against Ukraine. Um, companies such as Bosch, Kronberg and Schuberg, SEBN and Fujikara all have major investments in Ukraine, topping half a billion. While most of these factories and operations are located in the far west, which have not yet seen much violence, the crisis affecting all parts of the embattled nation. It has seen deliveries of crucial parts, not least electric wiring systems interrupted, which means that many of the major... Uh, major, major European car makers are now having to organise temporary shutdowns at their factories. Um, I think I, t- I touched on it last week about um, someone closing down. Uh, so the Volkswagen factory, I can't even pronounce the name of the factory, it's in Ukrainian, where it makes the ID3 and ID4, the Audi Q4, the Skoda Enyaq and the Cupra uh, Born, um, F-Slow production as well and yeah, it's just it's just causing major supply issues, and then there's also major wiring loom uh, factories in Ukraine, which all are affected obviously yeah. as well. So that'll slow th- down things even more. That's the, I suppose it's the joy of globalization, but it's one of those things that you can say, "Oh, bring it back in house." But I mean, it's not something that happens overnight. You know, you don't snap your fingers. Plus, with the different costs, is a reason why they do it. Yeah, like it's, many manufacturers have some of their stuff set up, like BMW, Renault, Ford, and they're all affected by this yeah oh yeah and like a lot of people are against globalization do you really want british electrics in your british cars no <laughs> give me that good german shit boys we start to make a, a car again by mclaren and sure oh it is all they seem to have is electrical issues well if you look at the uh the f1 as well you know, they're not doing too well <laughs> um yeah we'll, we'll get on to that but i think that's more to do with the engine they have oh yeah i think so well, that's, yeah, you're right in what you're saying there, though, but the effect that that'll have. And you can turn around and think to yourself, well, yeah, that's only going to affect the, the new car market. But if you can't get new cars, the second-hand market starts to rise again. And that's. I was actually listening to Scene 3 Glass podcast, um, and he has Tony from Gravelwood Cars on, and he was actually talking about this issue. Mm-hmm. And the days of a cheap second-hand car 
are, are you know, it's going to be an expensive secondhand car for years to come yeah. until this production chain thing can be sorted out. Which is funny because, like, even our hobby, you look like we buy secondhand cheap cars, there's Lee killed, uh, secondhand cheap cars, even in the form of that 1.8 turbo that I bought, yeah. which would have been a £300 car all day four or five years ago. Yeah for a donor car and like it took me a long time to find that I was only just simply because McKim had went right I'm done with this thing and I went well I'll have it yeah Um. I've been looking for one of those for a long time like you yourself have dabbled in that market with breaker cars and donors and stuff and like I'm sure you're not finding too much at the moment no, there's nothing no it's crazy um, sorry I pulled the wrong lever on my chair <laughs> is that what happened to you I was Le- trying to adjust the back and I adjusted the up down I just Le- love the fact you disappeared. just disappeared from sight there <laughs> I thought there was a sniper and she was ducking. <laughs> What's she not telling us? <laughs> it's the other man. Um, Just on the back of factories and production and stuff like that there, there was another factory uh, had to cease production for half a day in India. So in India, uh, Chakun, that Mercedes have a factory. Mm-hmm. It was They had to close the factory for half a day. Why? I couldn't even begin to guess, but I'm sure it's hilarious. A leopard. <laughs> A leopard came into the factory and had to shut down until they got it, you know, <laughs> dart, darted and carried off. I've had pigeons come into our place and work like, but I've never had a leopard. <laughs> to be fair, I prefer to tackle the pigeon than the leopard. Do you ever remember, everyone has this story. Now, we all went to different primary schools. Everyone has a story from primary school of the day a dog got into the playground. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. A dog gets into the playground. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's talked about for years, quite literally. The Golden Retriever came into my primary school. It had its best day ever because everybody wanted to stroke it. Oh, yeah. He was such a good boy. Uh, He's the best boy And he knew he was a good boy. Yep. Everyone (laughs) wanted to tell him. (laughs) Is that you with that one? Yep. Do you want to go, Lee? I will. I have some happier news. Well, that's good. Excellent. Which is there is a new Lego coming on the 1st of April, which may interest some of us car people. It is a Back to the Future DeLorean. Oh, shit, cool. Is it Technic or normal Lego? Normal. Normal Lego. And it's a three-in-one creator. So you can build it different so you ways. Can build, so you can build either the one from the first film, the one from the second film, or the one from the third film. The cynic in me would say that Lego have created this so you buy all three of them, but they only have to produce slightly different models so you can have all three. So, so that's very cynical. <laughs> what's, the, what's the difference? The second one is the hover one, so the, wheel the wheels like in. fold underneath uh-huh. and has different, slightly different bits on the body and stuff. The oh, sorry, he, has, one, he has the nuclear fission, Mr. Fission. Aye, yeah, on the back. And then the third one has oh, like white real? wall tires yeah, and stuff. Ah, uh, yes, yes, and, yes. Um, like the stuff, more like circuits and stuff on the bonnet. And the first one's just like the original one. And it come, one of the accessories is, you know, the hook that he uses that goes out the back to to get the Electric lightning rod yeah. well so, played Lego well played yes 1880 what? pieces complete with the out of time number plate obviously flux capacitor Doc and Marty minifigures and a hoverboard Um, I said it's the 3 in 1 so you can pick whichever configuration of it you want Um, yours for the not too unreasonable price of 149.99 well, that's kind of in around the same price as the, the old buses, the Volkswagen buses yeah. used to be, wasn't it? Yeah. So it looks fun. I'm going to buy it. Of course. On the topic of Back to the Future, 
number three is actually uh, in my eyes it's the worst one is that yeah I, that's not the western one it is, is it? A, it's western. i like the western i one. like the western one i'm not that fussed on the second one. Oh, i love the second one that's the one with the wind that render the future isn't it yeah ah, yeah Do you know what it is about that it's the makeup it's kissing his mom no it's the first <laughs> one <laughs> I'm, I'm totally lost it's the makeup and like the you know the special effects and stuff back then were not that good we you can't... know where they're all supposed to be like their older versions of themselves Aye. and stuff and you can t- the makeup is just like hanging off them and stuff. It's bad. We can't really listen to Lee though because we grew up watching it, Nigel, and Lee's only a blue into it, so you know. I love Back to the Future. Lee I never seen Back to the Future until she met me. No, I couldn't believe I it. Jeepers I grew up on that film. Some I was like, strange, strange things happen in life. Yep. There was a DeLorean at the show today. There was. Should mention, and I also Did saw he have one. out of town number plate and was charged in £10 a photo by any chance? No. No, he wasn't. Because they usually do when they arrive at places. <laughs> Although he did arrive late and I was like, is this man looking to time travel and arrive early? <laughs> he thought he was going to be there early, but his flux capacitor didn't work. <laughs> We've got to go back, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have I got? Nigel had depressing, Lee had happy, and I just have weird... Because welcome back, Connor. Welcome back. Weird <laughs> as always. Most of what I say is weird, I suppose. But Mercedes in the US are um, trialing level three driver assistance. So basically, you get into the car and it drives itself. Now, it is when you read that and you go, "Oh my god, this is actually happening." It's very restricted. So it's restricted to like certain roads that Mercedes have mapped out, certain weather conditions. It has to be under forty miles an hour. But the, what they have said is that they're going to take full liability if there's an accident, which mm. is an interesting point of view from a manufacturer, as opposed to at the minute currently, whether you, you are still the driver, whether the car is driving or not, if you're in the seat, you're in control of the vehicle, so you're liable. Um, interesting way to go. Possibly is it a gimmicky thing for Mercedes to say, we're doing this and look at us kind of thing. But the problem they're running into is they're trialing this in California and Nevada. But obviously with the states, they're all basically like small countries and have their own laws and rules and regulations. They're trying to have to battle with that. But it'll be interesting to see what happens because I'm sure there will be an accident or some... The leading trial in Florida, basically, because someone will drive into it. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) Or a gator will eat it or something. Yeah, and then they'll see who's liable then. I think that sort of brings into mind... There was a story years ago, and it was about these people that had brought... That hired a... What do you call it? Was this the RV? The RV. Yeah. And it came with autopilot. Winnebago, I think it was. Yeah, flicker on. Autopilot. Oh, yeah. And they went in to make their dinner crash and they tried to sue the company because, oh, they did autopilot. Aye. Yeah. It's all about the wording, isn't it? Like <laughs> The, um, no, it'd be interesting to see because that's always been the thing is, you know, who's liable kind of thing. And Mercedes are saying, oh, we'll be liable, but only if you meet these strict regulations. The weather won't be right or something. And the solicitor will be like, no, no, there was a spot of rain. You're liable, sir. Off the jail. Was it Volvo done a thing and uh, they were doing a press release of, oh, look, our Volvos have radar detection mm-hmm. to avoid impacts? And it was one of the guys that designed it in the press release. Stood out in front of the cars, it came towards him and I didn't can... stop and knocked him over. Yes, i seen that. <laughs> yeah. That actually reminds me of Imported Down. Um, this was maybe five or six years before I did my motorcycle test. So, do you know when you're doing your car test, the examiner will like put his hand in the dash and you do the emergency stop. So what they used to do, when I did my test on the bike, the guy stands out to the side and you come past him on the straight and he holds a clipboard up and you do your emergency stop. Seems easy enough. The problem is in a bike, well, more modern bikes do, but you don't have ABS or anything, so you can't, you know, not allowed to lock up and things like that. In fact, you, when you did your test, 
probably didn't have ABS in the car, did no. it? So yeah, you'd be on that same. Stop. Where now you can just jump on it and the car yeah. does it. But what they used to do was there's a like basically a loop around Portadown where they got to the cycle or to ride around, and the guy would step out between two cars and you'd do the so he stopped pretty much, yeah. And he steps out, right? He stepped out in the wrong bike and got milled. So he stepped out. <laughs> <laughs> he stepped out in this other guy who clearly wasn't on his test that wasn't expecting some lunatic to step out in front of him. <laughs> he just got knocked down. <laughs> what a melt. Yeah. So You know what I could think of when you said that there? Do you remember the Pink Panther films? Yes. Danger! <laughs> Jumping out on him? Yeah. yeah well, that was the butler. Yes. It? Oh, no. What do you call him? Uh, who done the Peter Panther? Sellers. Is that who it was? I think it was, yeah. I'm, I'm totally lost. I'm picturing the wrong guy, but I've seen him Yes, where he jumps out on him. Danger! But yeah, imagine you thinking, oh, this guy's going to stop and it's some random <laughs> guy. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's that from me. You guys have anything else there? Uh, let's go to F1. I've spoken to somebody during the, one, uh, the week there and they're saying we're a heavily influenced F1 podcast now. We have been. And but I, here's, here's my point. F1 used to be Snoresville. It really was. It's coming back to proper racing now. Yeah. yeah so I'll, if it's good motorsport, we're into it. Simple as that. Definitely, yeah. Um, it, it's been an interesting start to the season. Obviously, you've been in F1 for years, had dropped out of it for a oh, while. Yeah. Lee and I are very much blow-ins to it. But this, I'm actually really excited because this is the first time I've ever witnessed like a change in regulations. So you're seeing all the manufacturers not knowing what they're doing. It's a bit of a scramble. Well, from what I've seen, this new change of regulation has made uh, racing, proper racing, uh, brought proper racing back. Wheel to wheel racing yeah. was absolutely insane. Yeah. So like we, what an hour ago, Lee, we were watching the racing Jetta. The last seven laps between Verstappen and Leclerc were yeah. like literally back forward, back forward, back forward. I was forward. listening to it in the radio on the way mm-hmm. up like and the commentator was just going nuts. You know, was... Yeah, oh, it was so, so good. And that's, I texted a few people. I'd actually text... Um, Robin from Alpine, who we had on, I was like, "What do you think of that?" And he was like, "Great to see actual racing, the like mm-hmm. proper wheel to wheel stuff." Um, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Really shaking the tree as well with Mercedes dropping back, Ferrari well up after the first uh, Grand Prix where we're stopping or with the fuel pump issue that Red Bull had. Oh God! And then uh, Hamilton and Russell being for it seems to be there's a problem with the performance of the Mercedes engines because mm-hmm. they're in the McLarens as well. Oh, Williams. Williams, sorry. Either in Williams. McLaren, McLaren have their own engine. Um, they're, they're Williams engines as well. And they may as well be in the McLaren, but how yeah. they're doing. <laughs> right enough. So we, we have a sweepstakes going as well between the Shed 62 guys. So we picked uh, out of a hat. Stefan literally turned up with a top, a a top, top hat, hat to draw names out of. <laughs> yeah, because he's fancy. And uh, <laughs> don't even ask because we ask. And, I think uh, Stefan's a closet magician. Yes. Don't know about you. Well, I did say that he couldn't pull a rabbit well, out of a hat. said magician nearly. <laughs> he, can't, he can't pull a rabbit out of a hat, but he can pull a hair out of his hole. <laughs> and uh, it's getting saucy tonight, boys. Um, yes, we picked two drivers and a team each. So I ended up with Alfa Torre. I was like, oh, fantastic. Uh, Pierre Gasly and Danny Ricardo. Danny Ricardo may as well not be racing this year. Ugh. Pierre Gasly's car went on fire in the first race, and he's all Tory. I was like, well, fuck this. I have no money in this. You're like the wee kid in The Simpsons. House is on fire. Oh, Everything's yes. okay. Yep. Oh, the dogs are, this is fine. <laughs> this is fine. Uh. I did pretty well in the sweepstakes, you to did. be fair. Well, I got a Hamilton, which normally would be brilliant, although he's nowhere at the minute. I got Vettel, which, oh well. Oh, the COVID kid. 
but it means my boy Hulkenberg's back in for a wee while, so I'm enjoying that. The amount of people that have messaged the page, me and Lee directly about Hunk, uh, Hunk, well, Hulkenberg. Hunk, Hunk, <laughs> is Hulkenberg. And I'm like, well, I'm just out of the picture here. But what team did I get? A Ferrari. Ah, very nice. A real Ferrari. So, yep. He's going to win for, all the money. Ferrari seem to have turned up this season. Anyway. They really yeah. have. The, I'm loving it. That last battle between the two there was absolutely amazing. You get the feeling that Ferrari was just going, we're going to build 2022 car, 2021 can go something. Uh, yeah, I just drop back and yeah. concentrate on this. But, um, I've digressed from a news article. Sorry, there. go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so, you know, you're getting on with your normal day. I think it was Friday. Yes, you text uh, us and I was like, what the fuck? I sent you through a picture and I went, here, missile strike at F1. <laughs> So, the news, of course, wouldn't sensationalise anything. No. So, it basically looked like a missile attack had hit the circuit because everything had been stopped and there was drivers meeting for four hours. Yeah, I think the F2 was actually postponed yep. as well, was it? Um, so, a missile strike had hit a nearby facility. It was the Yemen's Houthi rebel group. Uh, they'd, <laughs> they'd hit a Saudi Arabian state oil ro- uh, run oil company. In the practice, you could see the large plumes of smoke at the de- the refinery was or depot that was nine miles away, mm-hmm. and there were serious concerns for safety, and I think they were basically had to have se- several reassurances from government and I did security laugh forces because they said they were holding meetings with stakeholders, and I was like, well, the stakeholders aren't going to want to lose money, so no. they're going to want you to race, sir. Yeah, yeah, um, but. No, there's a rumour going around that Michael Bay is currently signed up to direct season five. Um, missile strikes are all part of his plot with this new season. For and he to survive. <laughs> and he has landmines planned in Australia on April 10th, so stay tuned, folks. Basically, it's going to be like Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> Banana skins. Extreme Mario Kart. But no, it's, it's been a good season. But you opener. know what's funny? Like, I watched the race coverage tonight, and there was not a mention of it. No, I like don't. it was like they were probably told not to mention. It. I would yeah. say so. Yeah, it's no, it's interesting. Different style of driving from Verstappen. I noticed this year. I don't know if it's he just personally wants to kill Lewis Hamilton or the fact that he has mega respect for Leclerc. But they actually had proper driving as opposed to Verstappen trying to kill each other, trying to drive him off the track. Essentially, it's early days. Well, yeah, maybe talk about this when we talk about drivers survive in a wee bit, but. I think he's been coached. Just watching the last two races, I think there's been something done over the winter. I had to try and rein him in a wee bit. This isn't sustainable. He's still a dick, like, but yeah, he's yeah, yeah. He won the race, and the, his picture came up, and I said to Leah, "I was like, he even looks like a dick in that photo." <laughs> and I, I honestly think people do think that I'm a Verstappen guy because we've talked a lot about him before, like. But I mean, no, I'm. I don't even really think I'm any guy. I like no. I'm neutral. I just like the racing. I really just like watching the racing. I do because, like, I think last weekend, whoever was winning or coming up, I was like, going, go on, yeah, because I just wanted them to pass. But then when the other guy came back at them, I was like, go on, because I just like the. Just want to be entertained. I just want something to happen. I just want to be exciting. I just want Gunther to have a good time. That's the most important thing. I don't want him to have too good of a good time because if he has too good of a time, he won't curse and then you don't get the funny quotes. You just want a happy medium. Yeah. You want him not heart attack level, but just below that. Just a nice acceptable level. Yep. But that's my news. Anybody else? Anything? Um, I have exciting news for anyone out there preparing to buy a new Ferrari. So I think that's most of us. Oh, yeah. This is three of us here. Um, the color Rosso F175 Opaco from the 2022 season F1 car 
is now available as a choice for your paint on the new road going models. So your new Roma or 296 GTB could share the color of the current F1 cars. Um, it's slightly darker than the normal like Ferrari red mm-hmm. and it's also a satin finish as opposed to gloss. Right. Which I think would actually look quite nice. Oh, the satin on the F1 cars? Yeah. I didn't really notice that. I think they're because they're like a wrap really, aren't they? Ah, well, I suppose. Probably, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... Get her bought. Get her absolutely bought. Um, This is kind of out of date, especially by the time this comes out, but we didn't really get talking about it. It happened kind of just after the last episode, right? But did you guys see the Tesla jump? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't think anybody hasn't seen the Tesla jump. See a state of it after. Oh, yeah. So, do you know that was a rented Tesla? So for anyone who hasn't seen it, if you've been living under several rocks, um, there was uh, a street in LA. Yeah, oh, was LA? LA, yeah. So there's like a, where two streets kind of come up and meet at a crossroads on like quite a point. I think that scene has actually been used in quite a few films as well, but I can't remember offhand what, what films that were used in. But the guy backs up the Tesla and floors it. And as he hits like the apex of the, of the, the hill, essentially, it takes off and it's like fucking SpaceX. Yeah. Like, He's off to the moon, and he's full-on Dogecoin, but it lands nose-heavy to the point where you think it's nearly, like, if another wee bit could have, like, dug in and flipped her over, but airbags off, like, the thing is told. But it turns out, yes, this was a rented Tesla Model S, so I was like, well, someone didn't wreck their own car, but they rented, they wrecked, like, Enterprises or something. Yeah. That'll be an interesting insurance claim. Well, it's kind of a weird situation, because he hit part, two parked cars and a load of bins, and then they all legged it and left the car. One of the guys who got the car had it's a guy, um, Jordan Hook. He's kind of happy looking guy. Um, he was doing like a GoFundMe trying to get money raised to fix his car. He basically like a forester that could push up the curb and bend the suspension and stuff. But yeah, what he was saying was basically like, there's a YouTuber Alex Choi, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Do you know him? He's a bell end. Mm-hmm. Um. He he had like, was he the one with the exoskeleton Lambo we talked about yeah, back in the early yeah. days? He's just basically a spoiled kid with a lot of money. Um he had held a Tesla meet just before this, and then this came about, and obviously he was there to film it. So they're kind of blaming him because he he didn't orchestrate it, but he facilitated it by being, look, I'm a YouTuber, I can I can do this kind of thing. I can get you your fifteen minutes of fame. Yeah. So what happened was they did this here. The guy who's got his car had reported it to the police, who then said, well, they've done a runner, so we can't do anything about it. I was like, well, this is a rented Tesla. Surely someone's name is against the rental. Uh And surely the enterpriser who ever rented it are going, well, what the fuck happened to our car? I wonder if they're the same cops that are investigating the Downing Street parties. Probably, I don't we give a fuck. We can't investigate things that are in the past. And yeah. that, is that what one of the Tories said one time? Uh, it's, it's a can't past investigate event. things that are in the past. Yep. So, but what counts as the past? Is like two minutes ago? <laughs> sorry, you were speeding. No, but that was like three seconds ago, officer. You know, I'm very sorry, but you can't investigate no. that. Um, sorry. Speaking of police, just it just reminded me. Um, the police, Mark IV, was at the show today. Oh, very good. You've seen, seen it for yeah. years. The R32. Yeah. Because it rolled in and where it was coming in, there was like a line of cars. So I could only kind of see the top of it, but I could see that it was a silver Mark IV with like graphics on it. I was like, oh, what's this coming? And then it was the police one. So yeah, it was cool to see that back out again. Well, I think that's going around the schools generally now. Yeah. Doing like a lot of like uh, like public type work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then some dickhead, I don't know how true this is, whether he was him or not. But some TikToker came out and claimed that he was the one that drove the car. 
And then when the police started to investigate it, he said, no, it wasn't me. I was only trying to take the credit for it. So no one really knows what has happened with this thing yet. But it's Surely the rental company will... That's what I kind of get my head around, is surely the rental company has someone's name and card Sh- against this car. Credit card. Do you think deposit? they were smart enough to take the deposit or for the... The insurance waiver on insurance. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> We're going to give me all the insurance. We should have been a red flag. Like, <laughs> um, I did laugh too. Your guy, Alex Choi, was on the news. Did you see the outtake of this? No, I didn't. So he was on a, on a news and they were, inter- they were interviewing him basically. And they were like, you know, you know, if anyone's ever seen my stunts, they're always done on a closed road and it's all safe and all this here. <laughs> and then it cuts to all of his YouTube stunts and it's like him He's on the side of the road in the Lambo and like basically does like a 180 donut out into the road and misses a biker by about three seconds near sent that man to see Jesus like millimeters off him like and I'm like yes closed road <laughs> mate dead on. Um, it was a whole load of stuff and I was like why are you such a bell end? Yeah. I mean he clearly is a bell end but at the same time there's no point in blaming him for somebody else being an arse. No like, but if he's going to be there and facilitate something happening and promote it you know, you get a crowd, you're going to get someone to so, yeah, do so more. So that's what I was going to say. So at the gates of a show, yeah, on the way out, people are standing, obviously filming. You get people doing burnouts, whatever, whatever. Is it the people standing filming its fault? Yes. Or is it the asshole in the car's fault? Both. Yeah. It's 100% both because yeah. nine times out of ten, the people, and we've talked about this with other car shows too, is nine times out of ten, if there's nobody there, people are going to just drive out as normal. And I think it was the last meet that Gavin held. He actually went down to the guy and was like... Get the fuck away from the yeah. gate. Yes. We have people that live around here, basically, and that was how it was solved. But is it like that's bad crack, though, because I quite like standing at the gate on the way out of a show to see stuff see going, going out. out because yeah. you, don't, you mightn't have seen everything throughout the day at the show, and it's, not, it's your last chance to see some of the cars. Well, too bad. That sucks. <laughs> Well, there you go. Don't jump your Tesla. Um, Tesla note, I don't think we mentioned this on the podcast before, was that when we were in the States, one evening we got an Uber and it was a Tesla. Very nice. Yeah, it pulled up and I started to laugh. I was like, of course, just for us. White so, white leather interior. White leather. Oh, yes. I was like, I'm going to have to pay this man. Don't have a curry. No, I, get into it. I felt like I was sweating oil onto it. <laughs> so... As you know, my hatred for Teslas is large. It was quite impressive. Nice car. Actually, Have nice you been in car. One? Yes. The leather was like so plush, mm-hmm. like really nice. I was I like, say, I want this for my living room suite. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. Cocaine white wouldn't have been my choice. No. But I think I would go with the black decent. leather. Yeah, but nice. The guy, we could chat into the guy. Real nice fellow driving it too. Not really into cars, but knew a bit about them kind of thing. And he, we got talking to him and he was like, oh, you guys are obviously into your cars. Do you want to see what this can do? And we were like, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. So he backs off in the traffic and then he just like floors it. And it's just that like, you know, that instant torque in yep. the seat from about 40 miles an hour, which is obviously very impressive kind of thing. But now it was interesting to get a run out in one and see. I'd love a proper run in one, but that was nice just to get a wee cock and be like. Fun, mm. Funny you brought up the topic of Teslas. This week I was out in the Mark V Golf mm-hmm. and there's a couple of Teslas around Cumber now and a white one. Uh, we're heading out the main road out of Cumber uh, on the carriageway and he came up behind and went to overtake and the shift in speed yeah, from, sta- from sort of normal speed to instant 
is, that's what got me. That's what we were impressed with. It was taxi was literally suddenly just he, was bang. Be, he was behind you, and then suddenly he was gone. Yeah, it's it is impressive, but as I say, and it sounds like a bit of a cop out where you go, "Oh, speed's not everything," but to me, it's not. There's a, there's a lack of character and stuff in them, but you can't deny that what they do oh, is very sure. good. Yeah. yeah, it's it's impressive, but we're just the dinosaurs. Yeah, I like dinosaurs though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything, anything, ugh, is anything, no. Ah, well, you know what I mean. Go for it. We're all done. More stuff. More stuff. You more done. stuff. You uh, done, Lee? I'm all done. I have one more. Go for it. I'm on the happy news train tonight because. Let's go. Because you got the Magners in. Got the Magners in. Been to a show today. Last episode, we talked about loads of depressing stuff. And. Uh, Your boyfriend has a beautiful tan. Yes. So, good news, Northern Ireland. That's not, there's never good news here some of you may have seen on social media over the last couple of weeks that Barry's Amusements is reopening. No. Hurrah. Yep. Hooray. Galway Company bought or something, didn't Northern Ireland <clears throat> Landmark. You know, <laughs> many's a childhood spent there. A blah, jewel blah, blah. in the crown. For anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's basically a, an amusement park in Portrush, which is like a wee coastal town in Northern Ireland. It's crackhead Disneyland, basically. Yeah. It doesn't sound that exciting, but it is exciting news for us. But the bit that is related to us is that they have just bought 22 new drift dodgem cars. Oh, oh. here we go. Now there's so, a Christmas do sort of. <laughs> reload party at the drift dodgems. Drift dodgems. Sounds <laughs> like a plan. That sounds like someone's going to get whiplash. <laughs> I like it. So yeah. Sort of. Let's go. That'll be cool. Uh, Nigel, do you want to lead for the YouTube? You're usually the YouTube man. Well, I've been actually... Not watching a lot of YouTube because I've been struggling to watch Drive to Survive, so I was taking up a lot of my spare time. Mm -hmm. But just a few notes on videos I've watched that I had time. Um, Dan Chambers is full steam ahead, back on his Mark One. Yes, I've seen that. He's twenty valve turbo. He done a good wee video on a rear brake setup. I actually that was today. I haven't got watching that yet, but yeah. it's supposed to be very good, good video. The other video I watched, I've been watching the series now for a while. Make it stance work. Had his first start of his. K24 turbo powered 308 GTB Ferrari. Yes, seen that the other Friday, I think it was, he released that. Probably would have been. A, yeah, the Ferrari purists are crying as always. Oh, he you loves ever, it, but. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he, he feeds off it. <laughs> um, the thing sounds immense. It yeah. sounds like, you know, that like Group B rally car, open exhaust, like turbo back, open exhaust. As a couple of his friends, uh, I don't know if it was a tuner with him when he started it. And he was just going, that sounds amazing. That sounds better than we ever could imagine. Yeah. And I'm sure it doesn't come across as well <laughs> on a mic, on a yeah, mic yeah. obviously, as it, it does. But, like, that thing's going to be epic. Yeah. So it's a cool build. And it's nice to see. And actually, on the same for Dan Chambers, Mark 1, something such a long build starting to show the fruits of your labor and come together. It's going to be a nice morale boost. I think Dan Chambers sort of, he's got distracted in many forms over the last few months. Yeah. House, bike. He, a Fiesta track car or something? That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, he's he just been kept so busy that he's just sort of been distracted from finishing the Mark 1, but he seems to be back on it. I think that's a YouTube thing too, though. You know, you need to kind of keep different things yeah, all to in. to mix it up. Yeah, and bring new people into it, but yeah. no, it's cool to see it coming together. Uh, drive to Survive? Let's drive get into to Survive. It. Let's get into it. Thoughts? Interesting. Here's my points. It's essentially a soap opera for car heads, isn't it? Here's my points. Christian Horner is a garden. Max is two. Is it the Will Buxton show? He's Will. the commentator guy, isn't yeah. he? Like the journalist uh, guy, right? Um, there's, he sorry. says the most 
fucking obvious things in yeah. the world. Like, oh, I look, think that one green of his classic green. quotes was, <laughs> to win a race, you want to be in front of everybody else. Yes. Yeah, he said, like, he's the Michael Owen of the F1 oh, yeah. world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. he, was he? he said something like, you want to start at the front of the grid so all the other drivers are that behind you. Oh, and yes. you're like, Yes, that would be right. Good. You, may, you, you want to win the race, so then you win. Just in case you're wondering who Michael Owen was, uh, he's a footballer, a good striker back in the day. Even I, I think, know that I think one of his quotes was, uh, to win the game, you've got to score one more goal than the other one, or more goals than the other team. Well, that's pretty obvious, like, <laughs> another, yeah. Uh, no, Will, Will Buxton's... I don't know why he's on that. Like, they need to get more people on like that, kind of... Because he, he's just, I don't know if he's become a parody of himself or he's really playing everybody. Like, but mm. it's a bit fucking weird. Toto's wife was on it this year. That's right, actually, yeah. I didn't realise she's the CEO of another team. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, she has the weirdest, like, Scottish an e- an e- slash mm-hmm. German yeah. accent you've ever heard. It's quite funny. Um, Yeah. They missed a lot of stuff out, I thought. Right here. Well, Nigel's done his points. Here's Sorry, my points. The, the last point Sorry. was too much Jerry and Christine. Uh... <laughs> Christian, yeah. Christian Horner out and horses are at home or the kids what's that all about I don't know Jerry Jerry's looking alright you know I know but why is there so much uh, at home with them I don't know they don't really do a whole lot of at home with everybody else they did, they did when they were introducing at them at the start yeah they did a lot they of the family and all, and yeah. stuff but they had they didn't really do that much last year Um, here's my things so as you said some stuff left out no Max which we can talk about um, no mention of Kimmy at all, including that, his that was, retirement. That was weird. That was weird, unless maybe he opted out as well or something. Th- uh, you thought there would still have been something. Yeah. Like, that was weird. I thought it was interesting to see the more behind the scenes at Haas. Include, you know all the stuff with Mazepin and stuff? Ah, he's a wee shit. He's a wee dick. Anna's there. But, because you, you hadn't seen them that much the last season, because they were just like, back the grid, back the pack... So they didn't get that much coverage because there was nothing really interesting. So it was quite nice to see them back on again. Um, and I thought they really didn't show that much of the actual fight for the championship mm-hmm. until right at the end. Yeah. And in a year where it was such a big thing and like, I don't think they mentioned safety cars. I which like, again to me, was a big part of it. This was the year of the safety car. Like, yeah. I, I think they got a bit lost in the season and didn't know what direction they were going. It, it was all jumbled. And then the last two episodes were basically, oh, I, this is the highlight oh, it's of the Max season. Oh, Lewis. You see, I found that too. I, I remember watching the previous episodes and you were kind of like, it, it took you through the season. Well, this year it was like jump, jump, oh. jump around. Like there was one, I think it was four or five. I forget which teams. I think it was McLaren, you know, the Norris, uh, Ricardo thing and then jumped on another one and it basically and that it went through the whole season then the next episode was another team it was like back, went to, back the start. to the start again yeah yeah it was like a state or Stephen nolan uh Stephen nolan. Uh, uh nolan film it was like inception or something oh, where yeah. he's jumping around now, what did we go there and not there i don't know what was going on <laughs> the other thing i didn't like is these fake narratives that they're driving you said there but like sure Donna ricardo and um, london norris london yeah. norris like that was a and cutting in like audio f- from a different race over the same race to make they, it. They started to do that in season three, though. Yeah, I didn't pick well, up on it. Well, they've been talking about that really since it started, and that's the reason why Max Verstappen 
said that he wasn't going to be in it anymore. Because they were making decks out of them, basically? Yeah, because he said, you know, they're inventing these fake rivalries that aren't there and stuff. Now, I don't think there's any denying the rivalry between him and Hamilton. But they did, do you remember, like, in the first or second season, it was all about him and Ricardo as well. That's right, yeah. And Ricardo felt he was being pushed out because Max was the new young star and all this. And I, you don't know how much of that is actually true, really right, real. Yeah. But apparently, I was actually just reading there tonight, um that they're having talks the ceo of f1 who has a hard to pronounce name um <laughs> apparently is having talks with the teams and with netflix to see if they can do something about this so that all the drivers feel comfortable to participate in the, in the netflix shows because they're probably afraid to open their eyes now on race day but they acknowledge because f1 obviously acknowledge what the netflix show has done for the profile of f1 yeah. oh yeah, yeah and they want it to keep going but at the same time they want all the drivers to feel like they can be in it yeah and that it's it's showing the real thing not fair. you know the soap opera i think there's an element of the reality show big brother thing where they'll edit it to their own yeah needs or wants yeah and, and who cares what happens but that's going to backfire, as you say. Max is just going, no, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, make a dick out of you lose people that won't watch it then as well. Well, because... Hamilton, he didn't come in to... But I think I was more to the fact that the show was getting momentum. Aye. The first season, like, who had you on? The first season, there was, there was no... The first season was a lot of Haas, yeah. a lot of Williams, Mid-level, a lot lower of the, teams. the lower teams. But I think that was because Ferrari and Mercedes at the time didn't need it, didn't care, and were like, well, we'll you know, we'll see how this goes until we decide whether we want to be in it or not and then obviously seeing how up. how big it was then the second season they were like let's get in but but like in the fake narrative thing there hasn't been a more controversial year in f1 for a long long time and they've still felt the need to drive these fake storylines yeah. which there's no call there's enough drama there without it yeah maybe in the previous seasons they did well, I still watch it, of course. Yeah, like it, it's and, good. and listen, don't get me wrong. For all we're saying about these, some of the stuff we didn't like about it, you can't deny it's a great show. It's filmed, you know, everything, the production values and stuff are really high. And you do get to see it's things brilliant. that you wouldn't get to see yeah. normally yeah. anyway. If you just watch the race on a Sunday, you will not see this stuff. Yeah. And, and I think it's class. I, I think that's part of the problem, or has been part of the problem with F1. It was unaccessible to most people and now that people see behind the door well that's what got us into it you can see drivers personalities that yeah. kind of yeah. thing and it's it's good whether it's real or not works. Well, true, yeah <laughs> um yeah no it's that thing of like i'll still watch it but it does create good memes i have to say it too that f1 troll f1 page. troll is Fantastic. on instagram god tier yep it's the shit and we wouldn't have got a known gunther exactly yeah my hero <laughs> He's climbed the mountains quite a lot. He did. The old mountain goat himself. That, me- like that metaphor <laughs> was very on the nose, wasn't it? Yeah, the metaphor that physically met him climbing climb a mountain. mountain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As if the man had enough worries. <laughs> Is that you for YouTube? Yeah. yeah, that's me. The only thing I have, it's not YouTube, but it's another podcast. Um, no, we will not. <laughs> Is there a lot of people who do podcasts, Lee? I thought we were the only ones in the world. So. We're the pioneers. This is actually the podcast that got me into podcasts. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned it actually before, the Overcrest podcast. Uh-huh. And they, last week, obviously copying us. Of course. Did uh, an episode about the new Batman and the cars and stuff. But they actually had the stunt, they interviewed the stunt driver who drove First class. the Batmobile. And it was it was really, really good. It was an interesting listen, yeah. He's actually done, he'd actually done a lot of stuff on the Nolan Batman Dark Knight series as well. Yeah. 
and for Inception, like loads of stuff like that. But it's interesting we sort of snippet behind the scenes. Yeah, so definitely recommend that if you're looking for another podcast apart from us. Yep. And just after you've listened to us, you know. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, of course, I have Please. to say that. <laughs> um, Lee, do you want to take us to the sponsors? Yes. So I'll just mention our sponsor, Studio 10 Bespoke Car Care. Located in Ballymena, Northern Ireland, not only are they a Mavinci approved detailer specialising in vehicle detailing, paint correction and ceramic coatings, but they also have a series of online training courses called Foundation Pro. Foundation Pro is designed to help you improve your skill set at any level, whether starting out on your own vehicle or starting a business venture, and it also comes with many benefits such as discounts with various detailing companies. To get details on the packages offered, Foundation Pro or other services provided, check them out at studio10car.care or simply search Studio 10 Detailing on Google, Facebook or Instagram. A big shout out to our sponsor, Reload Global. Uh, you all know who we are, what we do. We've got three new t-shirts coming this week at Dubshed and they'll be online after. The DTM 89 t-shirt, a E36 M3 t-shirt and a Mark 3 VR6 t-shirt. So... It's definitely one for the 90s kids, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Nah, I've seen a few of the designs behind the scenes. I was like, yeah, these are cool. I like that. Yep. Hopefully so, you will like them too. Check them out, folks. We move on into our questions then. Just before we do, Reload will have a stand at Dubshed and we will have podcast equipment set up. So we'll hopefully be grabbing a few people over the weekend to have chats with. Yeah, indeed. Give us yeah, a shout. Come good. and see us, folks. So check Don't talk to Nigel. We'll be angry. And buy t-shirt while you're there, sure. <laughs> <laughs> talk to Colin. He's a nice guy. <laughs> Yes, so we'll get on with the questions then. Let's we'll get some questions going. You guys missed from the last week, you know. I apologise. Mr. Professional wasn't here, you know. Connor wasn't here to look after us. Um, it was a shit show. There's probably a whole lot of ones coming in now, as I'm saying this, slobbering. Sorry, I'm not saying that. All right, okay. Robin and Connor, whose questions I missed. So we'll start off with them then. That'll do. Uh, Robin33, Robin McGrath, who we had on from Alpine before, he says, what do you think of the new F1 cars? Uh, they're cool. Very sexy. Yes. The arrow is just class. Down to himself, you know. And the big wheels. I love the 18s. See the turbo fan, like wheel covers? McLaren have the... With the Google Chrome. Google Chrome logo on it. That's cool. Fantastic. Not doing them very much good, but good advertising. <laughs> big fan of that. Um, And what he kind of predicted, remember he was saying about it's supposed to allow for more close wheel yep. to wheel action. It really is. Like, you heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Robin. So, no, I'm... Big, big fan of that. Uh, Connor Old, thoughts on the discussion from the Drift Games podcast of the car scene is dying? Have you listened to it, Nigel? I did. I haven't the time because I think it's on YouTube, is it? Yeah. So I yeah. I don't have YouTube paid for on my phone, so... Yeah, they were sort of... They were talking over the fact that... Um, it's that long ago since I listened to it, actually. But they were talking about how the car scene's strangled here with the price of fuel, the price of insurance, diesel cars... And all the rest of it. Uh, price of particularly JDM cars is just getting mental and they're becoming more and more out of reach. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I probably forgot half of what he said, but I think I think he said about something about proper builds aren't done as much with older cars anymore because uh-huh. of the, the fact of rarity of parts and all the rest of it. Um, that has always been an issue though with this country because not so much that thing of the proper builds, but even back to the Max Power days, you would have seen, remember Max Power was a bit like like all the lads magazines that had done wee articles and random facts and shit. And anytime Ireland or Northern Ireland was mentioned, it was always like high insurance costs and all. Obviously because over here we're all shooting and blowing each other yeah. up. Your car's probably going to get destroyed. 
and the insurance, English insurance probably just went all ramp all of that. We've always been kind of struggled with or strangled by things like that with the car scene. It's always been kind of Not hard to be into cars here. We're a small country with a small population. You know, we don't have the big cities. We don't like for landmass versus England. Like we're not that much smaller. No, if you include the whole island of Ireland, but we've like seven million people total on the whole island, and they have that in like one city. Aye, true. So there are naturally fewer cars, less of a pool, you know, to pull from in the first place, and then factor in how many out of a percentage of people who are into cars, you know. I'm not saying it's all that, but that's a factor. I'll also be controversial here and say that it suits for those guys for the car scene to be done so they can save so it. So they can save it, yeah. Because of what they're doing. <laughs> the, Am I wrong? Yeah. You know what I mean? The, I forget half of what was said on the podcast. One point he was making about was the boys that call themselves car guys that jump into an IS200 or something and go out with their mates, do a bit of junction work, you know, all that sort of yep. the slab. You know they're car guys, but what what are what are they actually contributing to the car scene? Yeah, and where are they in four or five years' yeah, time? When it's they get usually, bored of that, yeah, and away they go. That's usually what happens, and they get their sister. Yeah. There's pregnant. a few points, and sorry, but I I forgot half. Of them. I was good three or four weeks ago, and I've been like a sieve. But I did agree with a hell of a lot of points they were making. Like, and there's a number of factors why the car scene is the way it is at the moment. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a shit show. It's in a bad. It's in a bad way. Uh, it definitely is. Like I think you'll find though it'll weed out the half-ass enthusiast. Yeah, yeah, it's Some pretty much going to happen. Does every generation think this though? Probably. Like, does every generation think this is not as good as back no. in my day? No. Do you know what I mean? I, I I remember for the consistently from I was driving in '96 up until recently, people built cars. Yeah, for them decades. And it's just becoming less and less. There's less cars being built. And it's money. Yeah, well, that's it's, true. It's disposable income, people's standard livings, all the rest of it. You know, your your margins every day or every month, your paycheck comes in. And a lot know, of people. C- c- living, living's getting expensive and you have to cut things. And like Lee and I are in the, like, the uncommon position too of like, we're both in pretty good jobs and have no kids. So we get to do all the fucking stupid shit. But if we have kids, we couldn't do half of what yeah. we do. You know, you're lucky as well. Your kids are rightly up. You know, they're, they just get more expensive, Connor. I need to kick them out. <laughs> See, he's driving. He could live in the car. I kicked him out to work at Supervalley. That's what I done with him. Um, S14 OCP. How many pizzas would you need to fit an engine into a caddy for me? Hmm. Sounds, like, sounds like very enticing employment, Connor. If you could get me a Burnt Ends pizza from Pizza Express, which is about a mile's walk from Ultimate Dub's show, which I fell in love with, I'll take one of those. I'll fit an engine mm. for you. There's one in Belfast. Don't tell him that. I want it to be a challenge for him. Um, <laughs> is it a diesel engine? It better not be. He doesn't specify. No, no, no diesel engine, Simon. Uh, Simon again says, has the price of diesel went up in South Armagh? It's probably went down knowing those guys. Well, there's a couple of guys in my worker from South Armagh and they are giving out yards about the price of diesel. Oh, the red diesel must be up red, to what? Yeah, red. 30p a litre now, is it? It talks <laughs> as 130. It's ridiculous, litre. yeah. Mental. Um, Mav90G60, he says, who wants to steal a tanker truck Fast and Furious style so we can fill up and party all show season? Oh, yes, sounds, please. Sounds quite ideal. He says, ask him for a friend. I believe we know someone with a Grand National just need lots of NOS. That'll be in and lay it. <laughs> Get her on the road. Uh... Where else are we there? We have that JDM dude. What do you think of K11 Nissan Micras? Modi- modified, I mean. 
that's the like the roundy shape would have been out around the same time as the Corsa B's. Yeah. Like everyone's granny drove kind of thing. That was my wife's first car. Those got a very bad rep back in the day. They're always, oh, the granny car, the granny car. Like bulletproof cars. But all of those wee hatchbacks were granny cars. Like yeah. everyone's granny drove a Corsa B and, you know. But they were particularly. Yeah, they were yeah. always looked down upon. You see some of the guys putting, like, you can put a, the SR20 from the S13s into those. No, That'd S14, be metal. Into those, the turbos and stuff. And I'm just like, rip the front end of it. I saw a heavily modified Honda Jazz in Carlo the other day. There you go. So it just shows Another it is granny possible. Hmm. Did you not see your actual granny's car modify one day? Like your granny's old Rover? Oh, yeah, I did. She was in the motorway one day. It was a modified Rover. And she was like, that's my granny's old car. <laughs> <laughs> it was like ACZ 45, 46 or something. Yeah. I remember it. <laughs> if granny could see it now. She's got the same granny. Her granny's photographed oh, no, by Speed Hunters and everything. That's right. Um, no, sorry. Micras. There used to be like a Max Power style Micra. I used to see around Lisbon. A silver one. Oh, there was a red one kicking about with a body kit on it back in the day like, too. I called it the pig because it had like a big grill in the front of it. It looked like a big pig snout but no that's an m4 <laughs> <laughs> i've seen a few of those like stanced with like wee fat wheels and stuff on them and they're really cool i think they do a thing called a super micro as well which is a jdm import they're uk they had a 13 super sport that's maybe what i'm thinking of yeah but they called the imports are marches aren't they yes that's what it is yeah yeah all right jdm boy uh, don't worry about it man would don't that be like the Check out my glances. GTI <laughs> version of that? Would yes, that be the sporty the, model, the if you like? version of it kind of thing. J- just on that topic, where the hell did all the glances go? To hell. You couldn't have, you couldn't have walked down a street in Northern Ireland 15 years ago without tripping over a glanza. And everyone telling you the 300 horsepower. And then they just disappeared to the, team it. The recent one where we've seen... Uh, and as, unfortunately the guy's name escapes me remember at Oxford Island at our meet yes the yellow one yeah it's it's, it's cool. really cool yeah. so good and it, it's a case of like you see that many of them and I hated them over the years and then I rolled in that day and went that is so cool you know I always had a soft spot for glances no I was literally having this exact conversation two weeks ago with a guy I work with he's from Cork and he said glances where did all the glances go blah 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 and we were chatting about cars and stuff, and I said, you still see the odd glands in the north, but it's not, it wouldn't be very common. And then we were talking about other things, and he said, what about 11? And I says, I haven't seen 11 in years. What about a 12? <laughs> the following day, he texts me a picture walking down the street in Cork. There's 11 no. sitting on the side of the street. And then today at the show, the classic show we were at. There was another one, and I sent him a picture back, and I was like, here's another one. Lee, Lee was actually telling me that story, and honestly, within 30 seconds, 11 drove past us, and it I was like, past. fuck's going on? We are in the Matrix, people. Yeah. You think your phone's listening to you with sponsored posts? v <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, whoever that boy is, sounds good looking. Any indoor spots for sale in the black market for Dubshed? We could make a kill on that. The message this week, I've just been... We should do a derp shed and sell all the spots for it. <laughs> Like those eBay scammers. <laughs> uh, Chris like, ma- like there's people messaging going, is there any indoor spot? Are they expecting me to turn and go, oh, I, yeah. I've, I've, For, forget the 700 people that have played there. Yeah. I have a load here in my pocket that I forgot about. Well, is it, you work it out, is it like one in every three cars get in? Got an indoor mm-hmm. spot uh, that ish, applied yeah. kind of thing, roughly? That's a lot of people that didn't get in. Yeah. But you're going to rock up uh, three days before the show and be like, can I have a spot? Oh, funny you said that. I did have one just tucked away for some randomer in some 
lovely car. Now, now someone will message in and it'll be, hello, uh, just wondering. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, some of them are very polite. Other of them are just, any spots left? Any spots left? Aye. All yeah. my arse. I just, just common courtesy and manners. I don't know where the, where the world's gone. going. World's on fire. It's actually quite refreshing when you do get a nice message and oh, you're like, fantastic. that's a nice person and you put yes. the effort in. Yep. Um, Chris McSee 212 what, uh, what bill are you most looking forward to seeing at Dubshed? <laughs> do you know what? The selection day when we went through it was that much of a minefield. I can't even remember half of what... Has applied, if you know what I mean. I'm. There's a lot of the Jap stuff I'm looking forward to seeing. I was just going to say, and I'm particularly looking forward to Drift Games stand. They're See what they're bringing. The stand. Uh, I really like Dave's PS13. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, we uh, seen it down to old school, new oh, school, didn't so we? Good, yeah. Um, builds, builds, builds. Jimmy Hills, Millie. Yes, very, very good. Yeah. That's the one if anybody must, yeah, four we've been years in the that. pipeline, was it? Yeah, I would say so easily. Um and he had the slacked off the detail it's just immense. That's right. Well I, I did the lockdown log with him that night and walking around it. I'd seen the car and been following the build, but when you actually get a wee nosy around it, you're like, Yeah, that's cool. So yeah. I actually had forgot that it was it was coming, so yeah, that's probably my one too. What about you, Lee? Peyton brings the escort again, we're gonna do another three hour lap around it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it though. Um, doesn't matter. <laughs> I can't think off the top of my head. I'm sure there's some, but I just, I'm on the spot. I can't think. Do you know what I love? Seeing the build that you didn't expect. You know, when you go, oh, oh my wow, God. Who's yeah. been doing this? Yeah, That's yeah. cool. Um, AJMVW. Is it too late to panic about getting cars ready for dubshed? No. No, never. It's never too Unless late. Unless it's midnight the night before. That might be, well. <laughs> now we've done worse. We put a car together in the show hall before. True. Uh Amadoel93, I've recently bought a Mark II Jetta. I'm just wondering if any of your listeners have dashboard clocks. He bought a really clean Hit me small up. I've got about 15 dashboard clocks. There you go. Oh, clocks or dash? Like the actual uh, Speedo. I've got loads of Speedos. Do you know sometimes the old Mark IIs would have done like a thing where it throws the oil pressure buzzer on mm-hmm. occasionally? His is doing that basically. So as long as if, I think his is a diesel one. So if you have a set of diesel clocks, he'll probably take them. That's right. So there you a go. lot of GTA clocks. Even better, there's an upgrade for you, Emmett. The only problem with them is, over time, them sitting, the contact the anyway. That I would say that's what's happened with yeah. that one as well. But it's a seriously clean car. He bought, he sent me a few photos of it and was like, what do you think? I was like, very nice. Very nice. Uh, that dot silver dot wagon. Why is 5 by one why is 5 by one one twelve fitment the shittiest wheel fitment ever to buy for? Rant over. I was going to say 5 by they say 5x112 or 5x100? 5x112. Uh, I think 5x100 well, is harder. Yes, but I, you know what? Every every car I've changed to like a different stub pattern or bought a new car with a different stub pattern, I think the same thing. I'm like, there's so much or so little new for these. I think you just always like, ah, fuck this. Is it just me or is there more or less secondhand good wheels for sale? Oh, do you remember all the old like wheels from about 10 or 15 years ago? We had like Cursor Comonas and Borbides and Where did all the Borbits go? Where did they all go? I think people have bought cars off people, seen the wheels, maybe not liked them, changed them for some new crap. And they're lying in a shed or they're or been, they've been scrapped. Yeah, probably £20 nolloy. Um, there's a lot of wheels. You know, a, a non-car guy bought a car off a car guy who has built it and knew what he was building and didn't know what the wheels and, were. Oh, they're shite. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah probably. Um, 
Marty Him heading Marty Marty Him Marty Him Mim. As, as himself. Uh, Marty Mim heading to MLVW. We are you guys going? Oh down? yes. Yep. Yeah. Looking forward Music to book accommodation. Really? Yeah. Is that a thing? <laughs> it's, two, it's two day event. Doctor Lee, Lee, Lee was a crack. Uh, Have we booked accommodation? Not yet, but I will look into it. I'll put my secretary onto it here. <laughs> my secretary, who's two drinks deep. Excellent. Uh, Chris Moran ninety. What's up with the red tinted windscreen all the boys have on their yokes now? I think that's called chameleon. Is that not a chameleon tint? Yeah, and it's completely uh, illegal, apparently. Illegal. Illegal. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the crack is with it, but it looks shite. It's sort of when it's coming towards me in the distance, my dodgy eyes. It looks like you remember the police had the bulletproof windows. Aye, and like the anti anti photograph film that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Hmm. Um, not for me, but. It's your car, do we want? Of course. That's the diplomatic answer. Yeah. I'll go with There's it. There's sitting at the minute making a fortune, so oh, kudos to you, sir. He probably doesn't even like it, but he's making <laughs> money at it. Uh, N Bacchus 1, best convertible under 10 grand, non-Volkswagen, and a wee picture of the sun. PD Cruiser. Fuck <laughs> off. Uh, is there other, other cars under 10 grand at the minute? <laughs> Not VW. Not we VW. saw one today, but I don't know if it'll be under 10 grand because I have no idea what the price of cars is. A E36? E36 M3 will, will I, not be. I have. Doesn't have to be an M3. Well, true. I, I had that. I had three. Uh, Mark 1 TT. Yes. If you want to have a drivable, fun car, MX5. Yep. And then E36. Audi yeah. 80 or whatever those oh, coupes the, the are. old Audi have the S2 front bumper on them yeah. Yeah. yeah it was actually one of those today they're a yellow one that looked like a block of butter it was quite cool you could have bought them for buttons years ago yep that purple E36 today on the schnitzers was really cool it was really nice I could yeah. see us rolling around for ice cream in that I don't know what a, an E36 convertible like a non-M1 goes for there's a guy that works in Tesco's and Ards he has a black one mm-hmm. and it parks at the in the car parking, the big Tesco's in St. Yeah. And you see it parked at the entrance. Cabrio. Cabrio. Standard. Completely. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I'm ready to be noting to set on the windscreen someday. The correct answer here is, of course, Mark Three. Mark Three, but it's a Volkswagen. <laughs> oh. And Neil actually has one of those as well. <laughs> uh, Jake underscore slow up. Insert all stupid dubshed questions. Sorry, insert all stupid questions asked at dubshed. We haven't the time, Jake. We haven't the <laughs> time. a long list. We've rented a, we've rented a bit, but we haven't the time. Uh, we should do that as the Patreon episode. I was actually talking about this the other day. We haven't had Dubshed in three years, so there's a whole new fleet of people who don't know the workings of it. Who don't know the workings of the show. Which is true, and, fair and enough, yeah. Compared to previous years, if it's so much many questions, mm-hmm. which is fair enough. Oh, yeah. But then there's some of stupid questions. Of but, course. Well, you know, whatever. I worked in retail for years before this. I yep. know the average person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, last but not least, is this is Rocco. My Tesla is finally here. Boo. Uh, do you want to run on it? Yes. Absolutely. The answer. Uh, I would like a run on that, indeed. Lee's silent on the matter. Will you stand at the side of the road with your arms folded going, nope. Nope. I refuse. <laughs> I'll grump. I know you're going extremely fast, but I am not enjoying this experience. I'm not having fun. <laughs> Fuck you, Rocco. Is that what you're saying? I'll just put words in your mouth. I'm not saying anything. Yes, Craig, we'll take you up on that. Uh, that's us for the questions, folks. We yep. probably missed loads, but you know, it's just standard us form. Yeah, indeed. Um, we'll finish up there. Thank you very much for listening, as always. I will say, 
like, comment, subscribe, all the random stuff that you're meant to say for podcasts. But please actually do share the podcast. A lot of us do. A lot of us don't. I'm watching the ones that don't. I know who doesn't. Like Santa. <laughs> um, but yes. Got your list. Uh, yes. It's a long list. And uh, yeah, share it. Tag us. We'll always reassure you guys. You can support us as well if you like what you're hearing. You can hear more of it and keep us rolling at buymeacoffee.com forward slash reloadpod. And as we said before as well, now on Spotify as well as iTunes, you can rate us. So anything less than five stars is not acceptable. We will disown you. We will. I'll hunt you down. But once again, we have been Reload Podcast. You can find us on social media at Reload Podcast. I am at Connor McCann. I'm at Maxwell House 46. And I am at V Dub Boy. We'll see you after Dubshed, folks. Bye. Cheers. Goodbye. Bye.